What's going on, Card Nation? Welcome to another episode of The Breakdown here on a Thursday night. It is game night, Louisville, Virginia, coming up at 8 o'clock tonight. We were going to get into that game. Uh, got some other things we're going to get into tonight. As always, it's Taylor Lynch and Lewis Metzinger here with you guys. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter. That's at The Breakdown UL. You can also hit us up individually at Taylor Lynch and at Lewis Metzinger. Also, make sure you're checking out the website, TheBreakdownUL.com for constant updates from us on the games, the teams, and uh, past episodes of the podcast, too, so you can catch up there. Like I said, Taylor Lynch, Lewis Menzinger here with you. Lewis, what's going on, buddy? Not a whole lot, dude. I am uh, I'm on my way home from work. I'm ready to, uh, to watch our two seniors go out in a fiery, bitter... <laughs> depressing end to what has been a tumultuous career that they've had to say the least i can't anyway oh gosh i can't think of two guys that have been through more in their louisville careers than quentin snyder not as my mood i mean you've got the the fbi scandal now you've got losing their head coach um, a postseason ban, the stripper gate, all of that stuff, all going on while <laughs> they're just trying to win basketball games. And that's all they came here to do was to and be college students, be college students, get an education and win basketball games. That was yeah. it, uh, especially for a guy like I really hate it for Quentin Snyder. Like, I, I hate it for Honest Mahmood. And as much as we've bagged on Honest Mahmood several times this season, um, he's really a good guy. And yeah, he is a good guy. Like, I don't, I hate it for him, uh, but I really hate it for Quentin because he is the hometown kid, the the local product, uh, Mr. Basketball in the state of Kentucky. He could have probably gone other places, uh, but chose to stay here and chose to play for his hometown team. Um, and he's been through a lot. So I really. Like tonight, this it's set up perfect for Louisville to win tonight. Like the the floods tried to wipe the Yum Center off the map, and they couldn't do that. Uh, the NCAA, should, <laughs> the NCAA tried uh, to break the spirits of the Louisville fan base, um, and then Louisville comes out and gets what we need to talk about a very. Uh, good win on the road at Virginia Tech, uh, which, oh, by the way, came back and then um, knocked off Duke the very next game. Um, so I think maybe Virginia Tech punched our ticket with their, <laughs> with their win over Duke. Um, but we got to talk about that game. Uh, but this, this sets up perfect. Uh, the number one team in the country coming in here, uh, Louisville, feeling good, not great, uh, really could use another win, could use a win over the number one team in the country. That would be huge. Uh, and then you carry all that momentum into your season finale on the road against an NC State team uh, that is playing really good basketball right now, too. And then you have the opportunity there uh, to be a have a 21 win season uh, and feel really good about your position uh, in the NCAA tournament. Probably get off of that uh, last four in line and um, 
maybe be able to get an at-large berth. Uh, I'll go ahead and preface this show by saying you're probably going to hear all kinds of stuff going on in the background. Um, my nephew is here. He will probably make a surprise appearance uh, on the show at some point uh, as he you know, pokes his head into the studio and, and just yells my name and then giggles and walks out because he thinks it's hilarious. Um, so there, there could be some of that going on. So just you know, bear with us uh, today. So, so I'm, I'm wearing a raincoat. So oh, I move uh, an inch, it does that. So. Awesome. We are just we we are breaking all the rules tonight on the breakdown. Um, but that's that's what makes it fun. That's what makes it live. Um, so Lewis, let's let's get into a little bit of of that game. Um, over the weekend, Louisville taking on Virginia Tech and really getting a win that this team desperately needed against a Virginia Tech team that I think we've we've thought are pretty good. And if you look at the RPI, then then it's obvious. I mean, they are a, a good basketball team, um, but then they just kind of solidify that by going and just and taking care of Duke and uh, really looking good doing it too. Uh, now Duke obviously shot themselves in the foot several times in that game, but still, nevertheless, Virginia Tech got the win um, and bounced back after losing to us at home uh, in Castle Coliseum, which I think, you know, a lot of people outside of the ACC, I mean, people inside the ACC know it, but I think a lot of people outside of the conference don't realize that's a tough place to play. Um, Specifically because it's like half their lights are out all the time. (laughs) That's what it looks like. (laughs) It is seriously, every time we play there, which I guess has only been twice um, in the ACC that I can remember, but every time we go, I'm like, man, like, is someone, like, late on their power bill or what's going on? Because it's like, seriously, like, I don't know if I'm just spoiled because the Yum and a lot of other arenas are like this, but the Yum Center is like, bright daylight yeah. everywhere. You can see all the fans and everything, but all these other arenas are like dark around the edges and it's like the spotlights on the court. So it's really bizarre, especially when we go from pl- being used to the Yum Center and then go into a place like that where it's, it's seriously like 60% of lights are just dead and like only a couple are actually shining on the court. The only place I've ever noticed that is like when you're in the very, very top of the Yum Center. Yeah, it is dark, a little bit darker up there. It gets pretty dark up there, but still, you're right, though. Like, four rows from the court in some of these places, it's, like, pitch black. Um, But, uh, yeah, so Louisville, Virginia Tech, they get the win. Uh, The cards kind of... Lewis, they did everything we wanted them to do. It was it was everything, and I tweeted this out. It was everything that we wanted to see uh, from this team. We saw the toughness, the grit, uh, the the fight in them to not give up, not lay down. Even when Virginia Tech played them really tough and would go and take the lead, and then Louisville would have a moment of shifting play, um, get a big bucket, and then go down, and then Virginia Tech somehow scores again uh, and takes the lead back. And Louisville never, never, you know, wavered. Um, and really played a good basketball game and got a win on the road uh, against a really good team. Yeah. Um, the thing about this game was that I was pretty sure we were going to lose. Yeah. So I had it on next to me on one of my monitors, but I only looked over maybe like once every couple minutes. So I didn't really watch it all that much. So I ended up going back because I have uh, I've bragged about this multiple times on on Twitter. Here but I go. have YouTube TV, 
and YouTube TV is the best, and you can essentially record games just like you would on your DVR, but you can access them on any of your devices. So you can rewatch games on your phone, on your iPad, on your computer, whatever. But I went back and watched the game again, and I don't know if I should just not watch the game tonight or like only watch it like 60%, 50%, and we'll maybe win because, you know... I don't think it's a coincidence that I didn't watch. That's, that's a good point, and I, I hadn't really thought about that. So why don't you just, like, half-watch the game and... To be real with yeah. you, though, I pretty much half-watch every Virginia game, so... Uh, that's true, because you kind of know how it's going to go. I know, I know exactly how it's going to happen, so... But, yeah, no, it was, it was a good game. Um, I think Dwayne Sutton played really well, and it was, yes. it was awesome to see... Um, see the the three Louisville kids there uh, get the start, which hadn't happened in what twenty three years or whatever or twenty four years. Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, so I think it was since ninety four. So that yeah, it's definitely been a while. But uh, you know, Ray played awesome as always, and, and the best part I think was um, was that even though Dang didn't shoot the ball well, he did exactly what we talked about last show, which was he in, affected the game in other ways. So, you know, yeah, he had he did. close to a, a triple-double um, with assists and, was it rebounds? Yeah. Um, so th- that's what you want to see because Dang is a streaky shooter at best. Um, and if he's not hitting, it, you want to see him kind of do what Russ Smith used to do. I mean, Russ Smith had very few games where he didn't shoot well. But when I remember specifically when one NBA scout pointed out that he was unable to share the ball. He had what, like 20 something assists in a game. Like that was just the kind of player he was. He could make stuff like that happen. So, um, it's, it's good to see Dang doing that. And I think hopefully that continues and he tries uh, to play a little bit less selfish basketball and, and get other people involved because clearly it, it helped for sure. Oh, it definitely did. And I hope we see more of that tonight in this game uh Dwayne Sutton got the start Lou and I think that was an awesome move by David Padgett to get a guy that really I think deserves some minutes um as a starter really get those minutes um and he he played really well uh in that starter role I think you start him tonight do you do you start him tonight um I, I mean, Padgett already said he wasn't going to, um, but he said he was going to start honest. Um, but he also mentioned that Dwayne will play significant minutes. So, <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, it's yeah. senior night, and I don't want to yeah. say it, but I'm like, would you really want to start honest? I mean, what has honest kind of shown you in the last you know, X amount of games. I mean, can you pick however many you want that he deserves to really start? I mean, I, I understand I, it's I senior night. He, but. I hope he gives him the, the Roy Williams walk-on treatment where uh, their um, Asian walk-on that has played <laughs> seven minutes the entire season gets in for uh, a minute and 48 seconds and then gets pulled. Um, uh. Hopefully that happens and then we see Dwayne the rest of the way. But no, I think Honest needs to play some, but I would definitely, uh, I think I would start Dwayne easily because he just gives you, 
And he's done it the entire season. He's not like a big showy numbers guy, but he just like gets loose balls and gets tough rebounds and dives on the floor and just does all the things we've wanted the entire season that nobody seems to want to do. He's got that junkyard dog mentality. Um, and that's what you need, especially when you're playing like Lil was playing and, and the year hasn't been as great as you thought it was going to be. Um, it's really easy for a lot of guys to hang their head and just kind of, you know, give crappy effort. Um, but every time Dwayne's on the floor, I mean, he's given max effort every single time. So, it's awesome to see, uh, and I'd love to see him play a significant role tonight in this game. Uh, tonight, the Cards and the Cavaliers, uh, it feels like these teams have played you know, 480 times because every game lasts forever, and it's so freaking agonizing to watch. Um, second time of the season, these two locking up, uh, this time at the KFC Yum Center tonight on 8 o'clock, or tonight at 8 o'clock, sorry. Uh, if you're looking for it on a real channel, like ESPN or something like that, um, yeah, you're not going to find it uh, because somehow this one at 8 o'clock with the number one team in the country traveling on the road, um, this game is on the Raycom Sports. Uh, basically, it's, it's on Wave 3 here in, in Louisville. Um, I don't know how in the world this happens that this game is not on ESPN, but it's not. It's on uh, It's on Wave 3 here in town. So if you're looking for the game, that's where it's going to be at. Um, yeah, so, Lewis, uh, it's senior night in the Ville, and the number one team in the country is coming to call. Now, the last time the number one team in the country came to play Louisville, and Louisville, shout out to the dog. Um, and Louisville was squarely on the NCAA bubble. Um, they hammered Syracuse in Freedom Hall uh, to shut down Freedom Hall. So you can take nothing from that for tonight. Because uh, I don't know, dude. Like, I want to be optimistic, and I am kind of optimistic because, you know, Louisville played really well for a good portion of that game in Charlottesville earlier this season. Um, and so now they're at home. Um, you'll have the home crowd environment. It's senior night. Uh, it's wear red for the seniors. Now, this is going to drive me nuts. If it's a red out and we wear white, do you know how that drives me insane? Are we doing that? I don't know, but like I feel sometimes that happens. Like it's a, it's a red out, and then like the team wears white, and then everybody else wears red. I don't red. think that's ever happened. I think you're making stuff. I up. feel like that's happened. I feel like it's happened before. I I'm looking for um, clarification uh, on what they're gonna wear, but it's not posted, so I, I don't know. But um, anyway, the atmospheres should be electric for the number one team in the country at eight o'clock on a Thursday night, Thirsty Thursday. Um, it should be a fun time. That being said, how do you feel about the game and about Louisville's chances in this one? Because like I said, they did play really well, but it's Virginia. And I just it, it, they just have not... It looked like they were going to figure it out in the last game, and then they didn't. So I don't... You know, Mango Matthews not walking through that door, Lou. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you darn. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think 
I think this is not going to go as well because we played when we played them at Virginia, we essentially played perfectly and still got beat by 10. <laughs> so, um, true. you know, as perfectly as, as we can play. So I have, a, I have zero faith. Uh, I don't think anybody has any faith. I, I think if we just keep it respectable, um, that's really all you can ask for at this point. Honestly, Ugh. it's so just, Man, honestly, I'd rather dry hump a trash can. It's kind of how I, I mean, feel about honestly, Virginia. I would rather dry hump a trash can than watch this game, honestly. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about the Virginia game. That was a perfect time to use that drop. Um, yeah, if, it was. If you're wondering context on that, um, go listen to last week's edition of the breakdown, and you'll get the full context of Lewis's uh, dry hump a trash can quote. Um, it was a it was a very interesting episode. Yeah, I'm with you though, dude. Like, I want to be optimistic and I want to feel good about tonight, but I know what's gonna happen. I'm gonna turn on the game, be all prepared to watch it, and I'm totally put off doing something that I should be doing um, to watch the game. So I'm gonna sit down, and the game's gonna start, and we're gonna be at the four minute mark. Four minutes gone by in the first half. It's going to be like two to two. And then Virginia's going to hit a three. And it's going to be five to two. But now it's going to feel like 15 to two. Uh, because then they're going to lock down on defense. And we're going to go to halftime. And it's going to be like Louisville leads. Or, uh, sorry. <laughs> God, I wish. Uh, we're going to go to halftime. It's going to be like Virginia leading Louisville. 25 to 16. And it's going to feel like we've been in a freaking prize fight. And then we're going to start with some kind of energy in the second half, like we always do. Uh, and something good's going to happen, and you're going to be like, <gasps> and then we're going to get punched in the gut. That's my fear. And then it's going to end up another game where, you know, Louisville had their opportunities, but uh, Virginia gets out of Louisville with that 10-point win uh, over the Cardinals. And then we're going to be sitting here stressing even more about our NCAA future. Um, And I just don't – I don't know if I really want to deal with all this tonight, man. It's been a long week. I don't know if I've got the the energy to to deal with a game like this tonight. No, I'm with you. Um it's always the same old story with Virginia, and I don't know how we didn't end up getting pit as our senior night game. But <laughs> right. um, who drew the who drew the short straw on this one? Uh, it seems like we've we've picked the short straw in just about every situation for the past four years. So, true. Um, nothing really new. Um, I don't know, man. I, I have zero confidence. I'm not looking forward to this at all. I'm. Um, I might swerve my car off the road on the way home. Um, it's it's really just a matter of what happens when I'm driving. I can't predict it at this point. I just have to try not to think about it. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be – it is what it is. And my hope is that, again, we can just keep it respectable. And I would really like to go on the road and beat NC State. Like, I almost care more about that than, than beating Virginia. Yeah. Because no, I think I'm that's a bigger deal um, – in the grand scheme of things, because NC State's a really good team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, look at their wins. I mean, they beat Duke. Um, didn't they beat North Carolina, too? 
Uh, I think so, yeah. I feel like they did. Yeah, they've got a lot of really good wins. Kevin Keats uh, has that team rolling. And if anybody thinks that Kevin Keats is leaving what he's got going there to come here, I I don't know about that. Um, Speaking of North Carolina, though, did you watch the North Carolina-Miami game? Uh, I watched a little bit of it, and Miami was up like 10 in the Dean Dome. And I'm like, what in the world? Is going on. So I didn't actually watch the ending of it. I know North Carolina lost. Um, but how bad was it? You didn't see the end? Is this like... Is this terrible? Like, uh, How have you not seen the end? I feel like I made a mistake now. No, I didn't Dude. see the end. Okay. I'm going to describe it for you. It's gonna How I describe it is going to be better than actually what happened. Oh. So prepare yourself. Oh, this is awesome. So... It was going back and forth. I was awake at this point when it was going back and forth. Oh, see, what time was this? This was at, like, 11. Oh, God, no. I was in bed. Oh, I was... Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'd already been asleep for, like, a half well, hour. It was, it was the 9 o'clock game on ESPN. Yeah, so, no, I was in bed. So, it was, it was back and forth. It was relatively close. Miami kind of was leading pretty much the entire game. So, I fell asleep. Or started watching again at about the nine-minute mark in the second half, and then I drifted off till about a minute left. Bethany's watching this the whole time, so she's she. I don't think she woke me up, but I just kind of woke up and was looking at the screen, and it was like 50 seconds left, and they were trading free throws, and somehow someone missed a free throw. Um, I think Miami missed a free throw with like I don't know, 15 seconds left or something. So it was 88 to 85, and so. North Carolina got the ball, brought it down, and then Joel Berry just chucks a three from like a foot and a half, two feet behind the line, drains it. Place is going nuts. Miami doesn't give a flying rat's ass. They grab that inbound. This guy just, I forget who it was, Chris something. He just, he brings the ball down, and no joke, it looked identical to the shot that that dude from Villanova hit. He just launches it from like two two steps past half court, buries it. The whole place goes dead silent. It was amazing. I have never. It, it looked. There was a video on Twitter where they synced up the national championship from two years ago to that game the other night, and it's almost exactly the same. It oh was my amazing. gosh. That's. And I couldn't even see the screen because I didn't have my contacts in. I was asleep. <laughs> But I knew it was amazing, so I lifted my hands up and yelled, but I was asleep. It was great. Amazing. Best thing I've seen in a long time. Uh, here's the Sports Center highlight from this, now that you've talked about it, so now we have to play this. Joel Berry playing in his final home game. Just under a minute to play. Canes up by one. Jaquan Newton goes off the glass. Three-point lead. Under 10 seconds remaining. Here's the Joel Berry shot. down three. Berry oh. knocks down the triple from the wing. Miami ball. Three seconds. Look at two. this. Look at this. Newton Stop hits it. the buzzer beater. The Canes are ecstatic. Stop the it. cannot believe it. Oh, my Take gosh. Look. Oh, the slow motion's Newton even better, dude. Gets it off with plenty of time. I cannot Bottoms. believe you did not see that. He had 15 points. Holy moly. Miami wins 91-88. Wow. That was sick. 
Actually, one of the best games I've ever seen. And from start to finish, it was it was fun. Those Miami Honestly. unis were sick too. Can we just talk about yeah. that? Yeah, I was. I actually pointed that out. I was like, I wonder if our. I doubt we're getting new uniforms for the tournament because Adidas like they've screwed us so many times. They probably don't even want to ever give us <laughs> new uniforms again. True. When is the last time we got new uniforms? It's been a long time. I mean, it's. I was really hyped for football season to like get something really cool and new, and then that didn't happen. We got nothing. We got nothing at all. Um, But now it makes sense because Gatto was using all that money to get Brian Bowen here. So that's that's probably uh, probably why why we didn't get anything new. But But no, yeah, yeah, you're right. We'd get something like that, like with the with the L. Yeah, like that would be like awesome. The collar like that, that'd yeah, be so sick. That'd be awesome. I hope we're in the NCAA tournament uh, long enough to wear more than one uniform. So that would be yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, that was awesome, dude. I didn't, I didn't ever, <laughs> I didn't see that one. That's crazy. Um, let's see. Tonight's Thursday night, and we, of course, we're all going to be glued to the Louisville Virginia game. Um, let's see if there's anything else worth watching. And quick check. Uh, nope. Mm-mm. Nope, there's no, no, Whew. rough night for college basketball. Uh, there's nothing on the docket. Wait, 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 what do you mean? This evening. We've got, we've got two stop titanic it. Oh, matches. Stop it, back stop it, stop it. We have number 11, Wichita State, at, on the road against UCF. Where it's tough to win. national tough to win. champions of <laughs> college football. Yeah. 2017-2018 national champs of football. Their basketball program is a blazing 17-11. and 17-11 and 11 in the American. And that's on ESPN. That, one. that is at 7pm. If you can even contain yourself after that matchup is over, stick around for the 9 p.m. matchup where you have number 10 Cincinnati and whiny bitch-ass Mick Cronin up against Tulane. 14 and 14 Tulane. It is going to be an epic night. Stick or, buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. Buckle up. It's happening tonight on ESPN, back-to-back. Oh, God, we have a new drop. (laughs) Oh, God, in all the time that I have known my cousin, I have never heard that ever. Oh, man, that's uh, that's funny. That is hilarious. Um, Yeah, we can get into that because Lewis and I had this heated Twitter debate uh, about Mick Cronin and how obviously he is not a Mick Cronin supporter. I, on the other hand, am. Um, we can we can get into that. But yeah, no, it's a crap bum night in college basketball. And so how this Louisville Virginia game couldn't get on ESPN is beyond me. Um, yeah. So this game tonight, Lewis, uh, win, lose, or draw. How much do you think, in your mind, how much does this for real? Um, how much does this affect the Louisville's NCAA tournament chances? Like, do you, like, in your mind, I'm not saying, you know, I don't want you to be Joey Brackets here, but just, like, if we lose this game tonight, are you like, well, you know, there goes the tournament shot? Or are you still, like, it's all about what happens at NC State? Um, 
I, I think, no, I mean, definitely, like you said earlier, if we win this game, then we might be off the bubble. I, if we win this game, we are definitely off the bubble. There's no question. I mean, if we, if we beat the number you beat one number in the one. country uh, with, with the record we have right now. Um, there's no way we're not in the tournament. Like, it doesn't matter what happens going forward. We could get beat by 50 at NC State. We're going to be in the tournament. Yeah. But if we don't, then I think you either have to win two games in the NCAA or in the uh, ACC tournament oh. or beat NC State, which I don't know which one's more difficult because the the ACC tournament is, I mean, Notre Dame will have Bonzi Colson back. Um, Syracuse, uh, you've already lost to Syracuse. Beat, uh, Boston College beat Syracuse yesterday, I'm pretty sure. Um, so there's really no easy game. Well, there's one easy game in the ACC tournament, and I don't think Louisville's going to get that game. Um, but yeah, I I think you have to. I basically think you have to go on the road and beat NC State um, to get to be guaranteed to get in. Because I just don't think anything else. If you lose these last two, I don't know how you feel. I mean, I don't know how Louisville fans aren't glued to their TV um, on Selection Sunday. Oh, that's. There's no doubt. I think they're going to be uh, glued to it no matter what. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, you got to feel good. If you win this game, you know, you know you're know you in. Um, if you lose this game and you beat NC State, I think you still think you're probably in. But at the same time, you're still stressing a little bit. Yeah. Um, you can follow Kelly Dickey, who's he's a great guy to follow on Twitter at Real Card Game. Um, he gets real in depth with all of these stats and stuff. Um, he went through the possible seeds uh, in the ACC tournament for Louisville. They can be anywhere right now, Lou, from a three seed to a nine seed in the ACC tournament. Uh, yeah, they, that's a little bit of a range. Yeah, they've clinched at least a single buy. Um, with the Syracuse loss to Boston College. Um, so the Cards won't play their first game until at least Wednesday the 7th. Uh, but, like, here he goes through, you know, some of the different ways Louisville can be. So, like, for example, Louisville would be a three seed if they beat Virginia, Virginia Tech beats Miami, Syracuse beats Clemson, Louisville beats NC State, and then Duke beats Carolina. Then Louisville's the three seed in the ACC tournament. And then they get the double buy. So then they don't play until, I guess, it's Thursday then. Um, so I'm not going to go through you, all you of these. You want the double buy? That's the thing. And I've heard that kicked around a lot. Um, I guess, you know, it would be nice for Louisville to to have that double buy, to have more time to practice and prepare and get ready uh, to play what's going to be a, a really good opponent. Um but I also see the benefit from a padding your NCAA tournament resume standpoint to be able to play, um, you know, another game or two uh, in the tournament. So, like, right now, um, well, as of last night, uh, Louisville was sitting in the seventh spot. So they would get <laughs> – listen to this. This is – they would get the winner of Notre Dame and Pittsburgh. Come on, Panthers. Come on. <laughs> come, come on. Uh, they would get Notre Dame-Pittsburgh. And if they were to win that game, then they would go on to play Duke, vomit. 
And then if they win that game <laughs> and advance to the uh, the semifinals in the ACC, uh, then they would play the winner of what would probably end up being Miami, North Carolina. Um, and then they would get that winner in the in the final four of the NCAA or the ACC tournament. So Louisville, like if they're a, if they get the three seed, then I mean I don't know, dude. Like that though, that little you're looking at you're gonna win probably one game, maybe. Um, although with It'd be nice to win one game in the ACC tournament for once. Yeah, I mean, shoot, it's better than we've done before. But I mean, even if you have Notre Dame uh, in the ACC tournament with a healthy Bonzi Colson, hell, you barely beat him without Bonzi Colson at Notre Dame. So now you're gonna play him um, at seven o'clock uh, in Game Six of the ACC tournament uh, with Bonzi Colson. I don't feel. Yeah, yeah, I don't feel comfortable with that. Um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, a lot is is kind of riding on this game tonight uh, between between Louisville and Virginia. But every single <laughs> like, if you scroll through these and you just look, uh, every one of these almost is dependent upon Louisville somehow manufacturing a win over Virginia. Uh, yeah. But there's tons of there's tons of different ones like the probability. Kelly even does a uh, percentages like there's a three percent chance that Louisville gets a three seed. There's a three percent chance that Louisville gets a four seed. Somehow there's a one percent chance Louisville gets a five seed. Uh, but there's a twenty three percent chance that Louisville's either an eight or a nine. Uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting, dude. Um, but I, I like I said, I do see the point um, in being able to to pad your NCAA tournament resume by playing another game um, and maybe getting another win, but you could also suffer another loss. So then how much does that really help you? Um, I don't know. I would kind of like for them to have the double buy, but I mean, where do you stand on it? I mean, I don't think we, I think it hurts us to get a double buy because that gives us a let, even if we, I mean, I guess if we won the one game that we got on the double buy, um, you know, whoever we would play in that scenario, it would be good. But the chances of that are extremely low. We have a much better chance of of beating a team in, as a lower seed. Um, so <laughs> I think the more opportunities we have, the better. I guess that's the easiest way to say it. I can see that. I, I agree with that. Um, so is that what you... Is that what you feel as far as Louisville's NCAA tournament chances? Like you think they, in order for you to feel completely confident that the cards get into the tournament, what has to happen for you to feel completely confident and not be stressing at all on Selection Sunday? I mean, to be completely, to not stress at all, we have to beat Virginia. But um, to lower the stress, I think we have to beat NC State and we have to win one game in the ACC tournament. If, uh, expecting to lose to Virginia tonight. I I would agree with that. I think, like you said, expecting to lose to Virginia tonight, assuming you're probably going to lose to Virginia. Now, do you realize that like, if, if Louisville beats Virginia tonight, it totally changes 
our whole like then you better go on the road and beat NC State. Like if you yeah. can if you can somehow manage to break the spell that was cast upon you by Maryland as they exited the ACC and you entered and they put some hoax on you and now you can't you know you can't freaking beat Virginia to save your soul like you could give your firstborn and it still is not going to happen for you if they're somehow able to uh, beat Tony Bennett and his mind-controlled defensive minions, then, yeah, you better go on the road and you better beat NC State and make it count. And then Louisville is like the hottest 21-10 and 10 team uh, headed into the NCAA tournament. And I yeah. think we're all happy at that point. You have to think about it, though. Like, Louisville swept Virginia Tech, um, who has beaten Duke and Virginia and the Virginia win was at Virginia. So, uh, are you going to go like by transitive property? Then Louisville should beat Virginia. No, no, I'm not a UK fan. I wouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> no, but it, you have to think about it. Like, was it, I can't remember if, if you texted me about the matchups or not, but it's like, if it was smart, it was probably me. Well, no, no, oh. it was way too smart to be you. Oh, well, um, that's true. No, it, it's like a, it's got to be a mental thing. Like, there's no way that, really, we didn't really struggle too much at Virginia Tech. Like it was, I mean, I shouldn't really say that because it was a, t- a tough game. But I mean, we yeah, but they played really well too. Almost double. Yeah, they played really well. We almost won by double digits. Like, it's. It's got to be a mental thing. Like, the fact that we can't beat Virginia when Virginia Tech can beat Virginia um, and and Duke can almost beat Virginia and we can almost beat Virginia and then Duke beats us by 26. Like, it's it's just – it's um, I don't get it. I don't get why our guys can't get up enough to play with the same competitiveness that they play with on the road at Virginia Tech when we go on the road at Duke. And I get Duke's a more talented team than Virginia Tech. I'm not going to – not at all denying that, but, like, I mean, I get what you're saying. Be Duke, yeah. Come on, it does feel a little bit like a mental thing. Um, Yeah, like you've seen the the vaunted pack line. Now you've seen it, you know, several times. Um, I've muted the word the words pack line on my uh, on Twitter. (laughs) Of course you have. I love it. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's not like. It's not like they haven't seen it. It's not like they haven't had time to try to figure it out. Um, so we'll see, though. We'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, I think if you, if you win tonight, then you totally it changes everything, and you you feel so much more confident about not only your chances at NC State, but now your chances moving forward. Um, headed into the NCAA tournament, and I hate to like put that much pressure on one win because it's just one game. Um, but man, oh man, if Louisville could get this, it it would go a long way to right a bunch of wrongs that everyone has felt so far uh, during this basketball season. Because uh, there has not been too much to get hype about. But if you beat the number one team in the country in your own house on senior night, there is a lot uh, to get excited about and to feel hyped about. Uh, and I'm hoping... I'm hoping really, really hard that that can happen uh, for this team tonight. But we we shall see. Um, 
at the end of the show, just to prep you, Lou, um, we are going to do some some predictions. So um, we'll see exactly where we're at as far as uh, the final score goes on that one. Although, you know, my prediction is probably going to be something like this. Ah, man, man, I didn't have the volume turned up. Like I completely threw myself the oop to play your you drop blew it, dude. and I blew it. Ah, oh, I can't even like, I can't even play it now. I can't even, no, no, you can no. yourself. I lost my opportunity. I, I failed as a board op and a host, uh, at that moment. So we're just going to, yeah, we're just going to move on from that. So, uh, I teased this a little bit earlier. Uh, our Twitter beef that we had, um, was it over the weekend that this happened that we kind of got into it? Um, not like we weren't yelling at each other by any means. Um, but we had a, a strong difference of opinion, uh, when it comes to one Mick Cronin and, uh, what yeah, it was we, on Sunday. Yeah, what we thought about him and uh, and his ability to coach and to be potentially the next coach at Louisville. Uh, let me play this for you because this was kind of the the sound that that set the whole thing in motion. Because Lewis tweeted this out, several people tweeted this out actually um, over the weekend, and this was Mick Cronin uh, after. What was this, Lewis? Was this their game against Wichita State? Because I feel like they've played them every night uh, the last, you know, seven or eight nights. I do not remember who it was against because I did not watch it because I do not care. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, here's the sound. This is the <laughs> this was the video that Lewis shared that uh, kind of set the whole thing in motion. What I see is that we're 25 and 4 and 14 and 2. In the last two years, we've won 55 games. I don't know what people expect. I'm just, I'm just answering you. I'm allowed to answer you however I want. I'm going to give you a stat. Kentucky, Indiana, and Louisville this year combined for 32 losses. Tell me how long it's taken us to lose 32 games. Tell me how many years combined it, you'd have to go back for us to lose 32 games. So, you know, we're not perfect. We're far from perfect. And if you look around at what's going on, then people ought to be real happy at Cincinnati with the way the basketball program is being run. Next question. Savage. Savage Mick Cronin. Um, so that was the video. Uh, somebody asked him, the, the question that sparked that uh, was somebody asked him about the defense slipping uh, in the last couple of games. So Lewis did not like that. Uh, he did not like what Cronin had to say. And I took to Twitter and told him, you know, don't be a hater. I would take Mick Cronin in a second. So then he proceeds to say, um, Cronin's overrated. He sucks in the tournament. He can barely get it done in the AAC year after year. To which I went on and looked up several facts and smashed smashed Lewis uh, with the facts. I said, the man has had two losing seasons as a head coach, and those were in his first two seasons at Cincinnati. He's won at least 22 games every year since 2010, and since joining the AAC, they finished first, tied for third, tied for third, second, and that's not including this year um, where they will probably win the American. So I will give you, though, and I didn't tweet it because then you sent me a wonderful gif of the president with 
alternative facts. So I kind of couldn't even respond after that. Um, cause it couldn't yeah, be unseen. Shut him down right there. Yeah. So, uh, but I will give you credit. Like, their NCAA tournament resume has not been great. Round of 64, round of 64, round of 32, round of 32. Um, but you can't deny like the regular season success that they've had. And a lot of those seasons were in the Big East, too, not just in the American. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still going to go with my original thought, and I do not want Mick Cronin because he is awful. What is your, like, like what is your... <laughs> I don't get your hate for Cronin. Like I don't, I don't get it. I mean, he's got some attitude. He's got some fire. He somebody needs to teach him how to dress. Uh, Nick Birch was totally right on this one. I would not take Cronin if he wore that suit. Um, the suit that he has on in this video is, is atrocious. Um, what he couldn't rock that for Louisville's plaid out that they're planning. It's gonna be great, dude. <laughs> Louisville, North Carolina, Nick Cronin in plaid, Roy Williams in plaid. Um, oh gosh, what a sight! What a sight, well, dude! I, I want this is next. This is going to be the headline next year. Defending national champion head coach Chris Mack accepts position as new Louisville basketball coach. That's the headline. Defending the national year. champion. You are teaser alert. Uh, Lewis has pretty much told us what his NCAA bracket's going to look like um, when we fill out brackets Xavier, in the next couple of weeks. Xavier is going to the natty. And Chris Mack is going to say, it's been fun, y'all. Peace. I'm going back to the Ville or back to where my wife is from because that's the headline always. Yes. Well, you and, know his wife's uh, from Louisville. But, yeah. No. Uh, Cronin, it, he's a bum. Well, first and foremost, he's in Patino's like little tree, and good luck finding a quality coach that's not. That's a fair point, very fair. But it's like I'm kind of like after hearing Patino talk the other night, it's like, um, and and seeing all the stuff with like Sean Miller and how that all went down, it's like I don't I don't hate Rick Patino. But I just, I'm ready just to, like, be completely done. Like, never talk about it. <laughs> maybe maybe a couple years down the road I won't feel this way. Because, um, you know, over time, you know, the disdain goes away a little bit. But I just don't, I don't want to really hear about him anymore. And we're still hearing about him with Padgett because Padgett had played for Patino, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to hear about it anymore. I want, like, this this nice crisp cut to where now we are on to this different era where we don't have to talk about it anymore and we don't have to hear about it anymore. If we get Cronin or we get, I mean, I'm even all for Keats coming here. We're not going to get him, but I'd all be all for him coming here, but then we're still going to have to hear about it again. Yeah. And this, thank thank and, you for and, saying and that. Though. Keats was a, a better coach at UNC Wilmington or wherever he coached than Cronin has ever been at Cincinnati. Mm, that's like the most hot takey thing you've said in a while. <laughs> and I, yeah, I, mm, 
<laughs> just, just by your response. That's all I really wanted was your response. <laughs> I don't know if I believe it or not. But you literally just said that to get the response, because uh, I was totally gonna go with the whole. That was a, a conference that you can't even compare, even to the American, uh, especially to the Big East that Cronin coached in. Yeah, I don't know if you can't compare it to the American. Dude, American is a dumpster fire, dude. dude. What do you mean, <laughs> Tulsa and Tulane and that? In that joint, dude, get out of here. <laughs> Tulane could like potentially uh, like finish in like the top echelon of the American and like be a bid stealer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh god, I'm so glad, dude. Like, <laughs> you can say what you want about what's going on with Louisville right now, but. You will never, ever catch me complaining too much because we could still be in that dumpster fire of a conference had we not been thrown the life raft by the ACC. Like, Which is absurd because Louisville is – say what you want, but Louisville is a top – in history, at least a top ten. I would say more like probably top six or seven. Like, why would – why are we, like, relegated to, like, conference hopping i don't like why would we ever still be i know we got like the big east was great but like even the big east was like not like the acc not like the you know big 10 big 12 um sec whatever well because it's all football generated yeah i guess it's all football generated because we sucked at football for a long time so um yeah it's, it's all generated by the football now, I will say that um, the the choice to get into the Big East was, yeah, it was about football, but it was a lot about basketball, too, because that was when, – when Louisville entered the Big East, that was like the basketball conference. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. And now it's kind of like what the ACC is uh, now with the talent – that's in this conference night in and night out. So, yeah, but it's How weird a, that all these Big East teams came to the ACC <laughs> and now the ACC is the old Big East. Weird. <laughs> it's so true, though. It's so true. Thank God Pittsburgh is now, you know, like if they didn't make the jump, dude, what would the ACC even be? <laughs> Kevin Stallings has that thing rolling. Dude. Oh, my God. Rolling straight downhill into a deep, deep grave, and it is beautiful. Oh, God. You know what I'd rather do than watch Pittsburgh basketball, Lewis? Honestly, um, I'd rather dry hump a trash can. <laughs> hey I got it right I mean, that that's, time. That's definitely something. I, I mean, I'd, I'd dry hump pretty much anything. <laughs> well, oh, we're going to hear that next week. <laughs> Go ahead and just mark that uh, to play next week on the show. Oh, man. So that was our whole thing about Mick Cronin and uh, and Cincinnati. I think Mick Cronin would be a good head coach. I agree, though, with you, Lewis. I don't know if the connection to Patino and all of that um, is too much to to bring him in here and seriously consider him. I also don't know if he's going to leave Cincinnati. I mean, yeah, Cincinnati seems like they're doomed to be in the American because it doesn't look like, look like anybody's expanding anytime soon. Um so I understand, you know, from that standpoint, maybe wanting to leave, but that's his alma mater. Um, so I really don't dude, see, don't see him leaving. My dude, my dude, Mick Cronin brings Rick Pitino out of hiding to come talk to his team. 
<laughs> oh, I know. He's dude. probably gonna do that. If he comes to Louisville. He's gonna do that like every week. <laughs> Here comes Rick Pitino. Wink, wink. Oh God, no, you're right. He's gonna help coach. Wink, wink, with some inspiration. <laughs> Every week, because I suck as a coach, so wink, wink, Rick Pitino, ex-Louisville head coach, sort of, wink, wink. Oh, my God. I just don't know about Chris Mack, though, dude. Like, if they make that run in the NCAA tournament like you think they're going to make, I don't, I mean, I don't know how you leave that to come here where you'll be lucky to because sniff the Xavier, NCAA what tournament. Do you mean? I know, I know. Wait, 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 wait. What do, you, what do you mean not sniff? We can get in the NCAA tournament off brand alone, dude. You're coming with the matter, heat, dude. You're coming with the heat. It doesn't matter if we have five, we have ten walk-ons on our team, all white dudes, shorter than me. Like, we could get in, we could win 15 games and get in just because of that name on the front. Like, guaranteed. We could. You're like a... It's, you believe way more, I think, in the Louisville brand right now than I do. Like, I'm right I mean, there with yeah. you, but... I mean, yeah, right now. I mean, it's it's definitely at its low point. Well, it's not going to get mean, any better anytime soon. That's not true, though. That's my point. Is I actually think that if you get Chris Mack, who is recruiting, who's pulling in top classes at Xavier, you can take... Our recruiting could could be abysmal as far as like the amount of scholarships we have because any of you don't know what's coming but like he will get the talent here because if he can get it at xavier he can get it here patino is finally starting to get it here yeah we know why well <laughs> do we know because i don't think we got anybody because nobody's getting any money and nobody's getting some of that that whatever that person was no one came because of that. But if if Mac can get people to Xavier, he can get people to Louisville. And if he can get people to Louisville, what's going to happen? What, what's the NCAA going to give us another postseason ban? No, they're not. Because then they have to give everybody a postseason ban. No, you're right. They're not going to do anything. I guarantee you. And if they do anything, it's going to be like eight years from now. Who cares? Like, like we need to get somebody here that is an up-and-coming brand who's a young coach – uh, who has some experience at another school, who's doing big things at another school, give them like the power that is. And I guarantee you, you'll see those numbers from the boosters go up. You'll see, uh, I, I mean, obviously there's a ton of leadership things that need to happen at the university itself. But I, I think once Ty Ray's in the position, which I think he gets, I think he's going to reel in somebody that's going to be really, really good for the program. If we end up with somebody like Cronin or, um, um, who else? Oh uh, God! Don't say Greg Marshall because he's a. You want to talk about I somebody Gre- that's a. Greg Marshall is a scumbag. Yeah. Thank no, you. Thank you. Definitely not him. But I mean, even if we pulled in like someone like Keats, and to be completely honest, I would be totally fine with keeping David Padgett if we had to. I just don't think that's the right play. But I don't know, man. I just I have a really I have this like weird feeling that if. I want the tournament to be over so badly because I just want them to make the next move. Like, I just want to see who's going to be the coach because I think that's either going to, to completely stabilize the fan base for the entire summer leading into next year, or it could completely, it could take it even lower than it's been. 
No, I agree with you, dude. You're not getting any argument from me, and I think Chris Mack would do a great job here. I just worry about what the climate is going to be like uh, here at Louisville and if he's really going to have the opportunity to do the things that we think he's capable of doing here. Uh, but there, there have also been many people that are connected to the university and connect and know more about this than we do that have said specifically about Chris Mack that he would jump all over that opportunity if he got the chance. So I'm just saying, no, I know. I think he's, I think he's one of the, and I've even seen this is, this could be totally off and I, I'm not going to say it like it's, Oh boy. Or like it's our actual report. breaking news. I've seen, some evidence that there may already be talks in place and something could already be in the works as far as a contract goes. Really? But really, but I don't know any details other than that. I have just seen from a couple people that have said things in the past that have become true. So, Oh, so you're just, you're just going to throw that nugget out there and you're not going to, you know, you're not going to release your sources or anything like that, are you? I can't release my sources because they're all in my head. But no, it's, <laughs> there's, I think there's a legit chance. And if that happens, if we do get Chris Mack, I'm telling you, dude, just watch out because you think Kentucky fans and all these other fan bases, Indiana fans, I see you. I see you on Twitter. You're loving this, but you just wait. When we get a coach that doesn't care about your brand, doesn't care that you're UK. I mean, we never had any problems with Indiana, so I'm not worried about that. True. But doesn't care that you're UK, doesn't care that you're Calipari, doesn't care that you have NBA guys on every single roster. He's coming for you. And it's happening. Watch out. That's all I'm saying. And on that note, that's all the time we have on the show for tonight. That was that was great. I love that, dude. Um your uh, your picks for tonight. Uh, I say Louisville um, plays a close one with Virginia uh, and ends up dropping this one. Give me uh, the Cavaliers by you know, three, four. Dang, you're much more confident than I am. I say we lose by twelve. Ooh, hot take. Cards by uh, or Cavs by twelve for Lewis. Um, that's all the time we have on the show for tonight, guys. For Lewis, I'm Taylor. This has been another episode of the Breakdown. Uh, make sure you share the podcast out with everybody else. Hit us up on Twitter at the Breakdown UL at Taylor Lynch at Lewis Metzinger. Go Cards, beat the Cavs. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. I got this hurting down deep inside And I want you to make it all right You don't have to get up and name breakfast No, you can slip out before